So this is pretty awesome. Did you guys know you can fill out a tournament bracket at DraftKings this year? That's right. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, has a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grabs. Everyone fills out a bracket during the tournament. Might as well do it on an award-winning app with tons of free prizes. Download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com now. Use the code R2C2 to enter the bracket battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code R2C2 to enter the bracket battle for free only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We are back. A brand new episode of R2C2. We told you, start of the 2019 season means R2C2 is back every Thursday. Although this week, it's a special Wednesday edition. But normally, every Thursday, it's just a special Wednesday edition. You get your R2C2 a day early this week. And we are so pumped about this guest, Adam Adovino. Brand new reliever for the Yankees, New York guy who has filthy stuff, and I think you're going to find him incredibly interesting. He reminds me a little bit of Andrew Miller in the way he breaks things down and processes them and just how intelligent he is. Plus, CeCe and I finally found a fellow Star Wars fan who we can chat about, and Adam may know more Star Wars than even C and I do. So we absolutely love this conversation. We hope you do as well. Here is Adam Adovino on R2C. Yeah. Wait, so you guys have history, right? Yeah, that's Do right. Do you remember this? I don't, but I talked to him. <laughs> I was trying to rack my brain. I mean, everything that he told me about it seems plausible. See? It checks out. Feels like it would it be feel, permissible it in feels court. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, but you so. know what's funny? Like, so, like, obviously, how many current major leaguers did I face throughout my career, which ended with, you know, wooden bat league post high school? Uh, Obviously not that many, right? So when you signed, of course, I was like, oh, I have to tweet out this story. And I had said it once on the podcast. I'll say it again now for our audience who is just listening for the first time. When I was a junior in high school, we played a tournament at Poly Prep in Brooklyn. We faced a team called Berkeley Carroll, which is a school in Staten Island that Adam went to. It's, it's, it's in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn. <laughs> a school for Brooklyn. See, the story's then. already fucked up, Oh, bro. man. See, I'm discrediting the witness. We yeah. are a small, small school. Okay, yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. Berkeley Carroll, a school from Brooklyn, right? Yes. We play, it was the only time we ever played them. And that day, like, you know how, like, when you're in high school, you don't necessarily know that much about all your opponents. And then you start to hear some things leading up. And, like, we start hearing, like, yo, the dude who's pitching for them is, like, filthy. And we're like, what? I had never seen 90 before. And Adam's throwing, like, his warm-ups, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was throwing at the time, like, I don't know, 92, 93, something like that. Maybe, Maybe 90. I don't yeah. know. You were, throwing, yeah. you were throwing heat, though. And I faced Adam, won at bat that day, um, and uh, he threw. I remember I had one strike on me. And shortly after, I had a second strike on me when I saw the nastiest slider I had ever seen. Like, I, you just didn't see, like, breaking stuff like that. It was, like, yeah. 85 miles an hour and looked like it was going to hit me. And, just, and then 
I felt like I accomplished something when I, on the next pitch, popped out to shallow center field. (laughs) It was really like right behind second base, but it made the grass, so we'll call it center field. You did, though. You did, though. You did, though. (laughs) (laughs) I need video or like a fucking scorecard or something. Like, I need something, some kind of proof. video proof. You know what's funny? Like, I tweeted out just as like a, hey, you know, funny story, whatever. And, like, I get all these – this is where you said don't listen to them. I got all the trolls, like, oh, you're trying to flex. I'm like, trying to flex? I popped out. Like, what are you talking about? I'm sharing a story of commonality. That's it. But anyway, so Adam and I have been best friends since we're 10, and it's good to have them here. It's good to be here. What's funny about that is that um, when you're you're young, you don't – I'm not aware that other people know who I am or anything at the time. I was just like – I didn't think I was like – a big deal or anything in high school. In fact, I was like so worried that nobody would ever know that I was pretty good at baseball. So <laughs> it's funny to think that there was guys on the other team that were like, "Hey, this guy." Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. That's good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yo, this dude's nasty. And then I remember when you got picked in the first round by St. Louis, mm-hmm. right? I remember being like, "Oh, yo, that's that kid we fit. That's crazy. Like, yeah. we faced the first rounder. Nice, <laughs> that's man. awesome. Yeah, it was sick." You were uh, you were filthy in high school, though, man. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, how has the uh, the acclimation to Yankee Land been for you so far? I feel good. I feel good. You know, it's like being the new kid in school. I think at the beginning, um, and I'm pretty quiet until I get to know people. But uh, here, it's it's been it's been pretty easy, honestly. Uh, outside of getting used to the media stuff and um, switching up some stuff like that, we do like with the family, like you know, like. Um, being here as opposed to Arizona and stuff, it's been mm-hmm. fine. It's been fine. See, what would be your biggest media advice for Adam in his first year playing in New York? Man, it's just just to deal with it. Like it's it's there. Like it's you know it's going to be there. There's nothing you can really do, and and just answer the questions, man, and and uh, try to be respectful as possible, and and be as honest as possible, and and uh, everything will go will go good if if you just do that, and and be there every day. That's the biggest thing. If you have a good game, bad game, whatever, just be there every day. Yeah. Is it, it is that like how hard is it? You both can answer this to sit in front of your locker and answer questions when you ha- when you've had a bad day, when you've blown a game, when you've gotten shelled, whatever it is. I'm gonna be honest about it. I usually want to talk about it, so <laughs> yeah. I'd rather get it over with real quick and tell everybody out there like I blew it. I let the team down. I feel shitty about it. It's awful feeling. And I just want to, like, let everybody know that I'm fucking sorry, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's the great way to be. And that's how I feel, too. It's, like, embarrassing. Yeah. You feel embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, especially, like, sometimes, like, if, as a starter, like, if I go, like, three or four innings and I got to wait, oh, like, five yeah. innings, and then, like, so I'm pissed, oh. and then I kind of calm down, and then I got to get, like, I talk about it again. You know what I'm saying? Like... It just is hard, and then that's, that's why you see the Andrew Hernandez shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like when I go off on rats because I'm still fucking pissed and I can't calm myself down. I wonder when you're going to see him for the first time this season, man. I'm not worried about that. Oh my gosh, I know. I was explaining this the other day, like to somebody talking about like C's new job in the media and that, and like why it'd be good. And I was like, you know, one thing about C that's good is like he really will say whatever he believes to your face and like not feel some way about it like i think that's the best way to be though yeah you know what i'm saying like just let people know how you feel i wish people would like that with me me more often yeah just let me know where you stand and we good you know what i'm saying like it's cool (laughs) that would be a good way but like i I do think there's there is right there's value and if you're gonna like in your new espn gig if you're gonna be like hey you know Kyrie needs to stop uh putting down his younger teammates or whatever 
you'd be like, yeah, I said it. What, Kyrie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like you wouldn't be like, oh, yo, I didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Nah, you, you'd man, own you, it. Nah, yeah. You, yeah, you would own it. So That helps a little bit when you're not playing anymore or you're not playing with them, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and it's not the same yeah. league and I ain't got to see them. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Do you see all the different internet, uh, like, you know, GIFs or GIFs, whatever the proper pronunciation is, and, and memes that go around of your slider and your stuff. like Because yeah. that's become a thing over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I saw it a lot last year with the Pitching Ninja and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I mean, but um, I try really hard not to go on social media after I pitch, no matter what. Because if I'm addicted to going on it when I'm doing good and trying to feel myself, then, then I'm then like it's a trap because then you'll go on it when you pitch bad and people are killing you yeah so i try to just stay away from it at all stay i can be i'm allowed to be excited about how i threw till the night's over and then the next day get ready for the next game i'm the same way i won't go on social media uh until the until the next day like good or bad like just because like the same way whether i like if i if i pitched uh if i pitch bad like i don't you know i don't want to be reading the comments and same thing if i pitch good i don't want to same thing i don't be feeling myself so you know, I don't. I don't really. I don't really like like to look at stuff until after, like the next day. It's a good policy. You know, it, yeah. it allows you to be a little more present, right? Actually, because you could feel like some, you know, way emotionally about your performance, and then you just read one thing, and it like throws off your mood, yeah. and it's like, ugh, that wasn't worth it. Man, it was this one lady on, on Twitter went like that. Like she would just get under my skin. <laughs> And like I, I like I would be pitching for her. Like I would be out there. Like how she gonna respond today? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was like she was really fucking me up. Like I had to like I had to block her, bro. It was like it was bad. I'd be like I, I, I wonder if she's gonna like this pitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Do you remember her handle? I ain't gonna say it on here okay, because the right. people are gonna kill it. But yeah, I'll tell you after. Okay, I still remember her handle for sure. I, I, I'm gonna I'm like, I'm start. I'm gonna get a burner account. Start sending. Stuff. Yeah, but for me, the, the the negative is is awful. I don't like it. But the positive is dangerous because if you're too confident, you're going to get knocked down a lot quicker. Yeah, you're going to go out there without the same edge, and that for me has been like a struggle. Like I'm always trying to get on a on a run, which I call it a burner in the bullpen. Like one game, two games, three games, four games, five games, and just try to take it as long as possible. Like where you're pitching really, really well, and if I start to like realize oh man I got this this game's easy it's not easy and it's gonna get you really quick so that's what I'm so afraid of all the time and try to remind myself like each day's a new day and I think that's why baseball players are so humble and you don't see like baseball players like some of the other shit that you see like antics in, in other sports you don't see with baseball because it is a humbling sport and you have to play it every day you know what I'm saying like you can have a good night whatever you got to come back and do it again the next day and the next day and the next day. You know what I'm saying? So you have to stay humble and kind of stay within yourself. I cannot imagine. As you say that, it's exactly what I was thinking just about when you're talking about having to answer questions after a loss. Like, I can't imagine being involved in something in my professional life where I know I'm going to fail a certain amount of times, right? Yeah. No matter how great you are, like, you will, like, you are going to lose a game at some point. You're going to lose, you know, you're going to give up multiple runs. You're going to give up multiple hits. And then, like, and then you're going to have to answer for it. Like, that is different than most jobs. It just is. Like, it a lot, if I'm, if I go on the air, like, and I feel bad about, you know, 20% of my broadcast, that means I'm awful. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't fathom being in a world, never mind if you're a hitter, right? And, you, and you're only succeeding 30% of the time and you're great or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. To be honest, that dynamic really, uh, 
was a big part of the reason why I think I struggled as a starting pitcher because if you have a bad start, you got to sit on that thing for four days, maybe five if you have an off day. You don't have, like, as a relief pitcher, I think I'm going to get in there the next day and redeem myself, and it's very motivating in that way. I used to have to sit on those losses and say you lose, like, two or three starts in a row. Man, now I'm like kind of been depressed for for half a month. That's not that's not good. Yeah. So for my personality, I just want to get back in there and um, you know keep it going. You know what sucks as a starter too. Like if you lose a couple in a row, you lose two or three in a row, and then you have a decent start, but then you get a no decision, then you lose the next one. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man. And it's oh. like it's like five starts in a row, but then you're like, well, wait, no, I had that one in there where like I pitched pretty good. We probably could have won that game, like. It's tough as a, as a starter, man. Yeah, it's and, mentally it's it's tough. It's hard. Andy uh, <laughs> Pettit used to talk about personality wins, mm-hmm. where he'd be like, you know, at some point, because even if you're pitching all right, if it's like a it's turned into a no decision or a loss, right? Sometimes you you just need a win, like just for your for yourself, yeah, for yourself, yeah, for yeah. sure, just to be able to like exhale a little bit. Yep. What, Adam, how did you develop this filthy slider? Uh, to be honest, I always threw curveballs like from a young age. Um, we never really believed in the whole uh, don't throw your breaking ball to your older thing. My dad's theory on it was, well, if you want to be any good, you better have a good breaking ball. So, <laughs> and, and what are you saving your arm for? Like, if if you're not, if like you're saving your arm and you don't have a breaking ball, then you're not going to play at the higher level. And like, what's the point? So, we just wanted to go from it, go for it from the beginning. So, I always had a curveball, and it was really big. And when I was in college, uh, actually, a catcher uh, who played at my college, played in the big leagues a little bit, Luke Carlin, showed me how to throw like a cutter. So I worked on the cutter and I had both in college. And then when I got into pro ball, when I got to double A, my curveball was like big, but nobody was swinging at it when it was a ball and they were hitting it when it was a strike. I think because it had a big hump like upward out of my hand. So then I started talking with uh, the hitters on my team that I was close with, like John Jay and uh, Alan Craig in particular, both like pretty good big league guys. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, it's just like you can see it out of your hand, I think. You need something that comes a little more like that we have to respect that it's going to be a strike longer. So I took the idea of how to spin the curveball from the beginning and just kind of took that into that cutter grip and altered it a little. So it was basically like a sideways-ish curveball. And it just started working and then I just started kept, kept going and kept going and so I really think it's it spurs it spurned from the curveball but um, with a little bit of advice it was able to turn into something a little more unique that's so fascinating so do you not even really look at it as a slider then you, you I just think at- of it as like a breaking ball honestly like mm-hmm. that way I don't have to keep it in one little category I can throw it with a little more down a little more left and be creative with it. That's how I try to think about it. Awesome. And most people with different with breaking balls, you know, like I, and my, my slider, I think it's a cutter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There like in Paxton, when his with his slider, he thinks it's a cutter. So you have to think yeah. different things to make you know to make the pitch. And it's got to be funny too. Then when you hear other people like identifying your pitch as something like, oh yeah, you're this like very knowingly, and it's like, like well, no, that's it's not, not really it's what not it really is. is. <laughs> and it's never that. And you can yeah. never really get into a pitcher's head and and what he calls his pitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gray area in pitches. I mean, you know, curve, slurve, slider, cutter, like they're all related. It's just like to what extent. So everybody's got their own DNA in their in the way they spin the ball. And that's why I don't try to get too caught up in the label of it. You know, what has been the interaction like so far between you and Dellen and Aroldis and Zach I mean, it's, you Jesus know, throw track green. That's, oh my god! <laughs> like you just named four closers, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that bullpen really is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Throw in 
throw in Chad Green and, and Tommy Canley comes back and does what he did a couple years ago, Holder. Right. I mean, it's but I'm gonna I'm gonna single in all due respect to those guys, I'm gonna single out you four because you guys all have closed at a certain point in time and, and you've stacked a lot of seasons together of, of great work. What has been the interactions like? Are, do you guys sit around and all talk about, yo, this could be, we could be filled? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I mean, for me, uh, those guys have been awesome for a long time without me around. So I'm just trying to let them pitch the way they pitch and and try to watch it and be impressed by it because they're freaks. And then I just stay focused on my game. I don't want to be do. I can't do what Araldis does. I can't do what Dylan does at all. That's not my game. I have to be me. And I've learned over the years that if I focus on me, that's the best way to help the team because I'll get the most out of myself and then the team will benefit in the win column. If I'm worried about like living up to the whole hype of everything, then that's too much for me to focus on. I think uh, just watching him in like the, the couple weeks we've been here, he's going to be awesome for Dylan. Mm. You know, like D likes to talk through things and like figure out his curveball, his breaking ball, and just, you know, and, and these guys are, are very similar in the way that, you know, they pitch in the back end of the games and done it for a long time. So I think mm. it's, they're going to, their relationship's going to be awesome. If I, if I do talk about stuff, it's always like, what I see in the hitters or maybe some mental cues because for me the game is just so mental like stuff wise we're all going to be different but I've picked things up mental things from veterans uh, throughout my career that have really helped me so if I can share that information with anybody and make them a little better that's probably the only coaching I'll do Adam when it comes to like have you taken a moment at all to think about what it's going to be like to like run out of the bullpen at Yankee Stadium in a big game and how what that's going to feel like as a dude yeah. who grew up in New York. Have you pitched there yet? No, never, no. As a visitor, wow. you have never? Oh, wow. When the team came, when the team came, I was on my Tommy John rehab, so wasn't there for that. I pitched against the Yankees in Colorado a long time ago, but... Um. Yeah. No. Wow. But I, yeah. Of course. I've, of course, I've thought about it. I mean, I I love the adrenaline. I love. The, I thrive on that stuff. So, I've of course played it over in my head a bunch of times, but. So the first time will be probably a little bit heightened, um, but I'm counting on to be heightened a lot because I like that stuff. Yeah. Is it is it for you? You know, in Colorado, you're closing, right? Like here, or or you're, you're both. Yeah, yeah you've done it all. You've done it all, right? But here, you know, like all right, you guys know Chapman's going to close, but any of you other three could kind of be used anywhere like I mean you could yeah. be used as an exterminator if you will maybe in a third or fourth inning or you could be used in the eighth inning like how will that kind of shape your mindset is that difficult to deal with at all not for me I mean I came here to win so we got a hundred win team if I was interested in closing I would have could have done some other stuff yeah but you want to join something that's bigger than yourself and something that's awesome and Booney seems already like he's doing a good job of communicating that's the biggest key. If I know what's expected, what the possibilities are of me pitching on a given game and a given night, then I can get ready accordingly. You're going to be excited to run the ball over these oh guys at the God. end of your starts, man. Yeah, I used to be able to, like, I used to want to go six, it's like seven or eight. Now yeah. it's like five or six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're good, man. And you're good. It was interesting, too, just hearing, like, Adam and Dellen the other day talking, like, because obviously Dellen's a New Yorker as well. Like, so many, like, shared fields that you guys both played on, like, growing up as well. And, like, yeah, because deep played in Brooklyn too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and thinking about like fields that don't have fences and stuff we're talking about, which like yep. that was like th- th- that was. We don't have those thing. in Cali, bro. You all, all, all our fields, fields got are, fences in Cali. <laughs> you had these perfectly manicured fields in, in California. I know, man. Oh, like in in New York, more fields than not. 
were like you know no fans. Yeah, and, like, like the like, Central Park fields. Yeah, y'all played at those fields. I, I played. I, I I have played there. I played in Prospect Park, which is like the Brooklyn equivalent of that. Okay. Uh, that's literally where our high school played. You hit a ball in the gap, it could roll a thousand feet. (laughs) (laughs) The mound is more uphill than downhill. It never stops. And you got to wear a mouthpiece if you play the infield because you don't know where the hops go. Where the hops go. We took pride in it. I mean, we felt like if we could play there, we could play anywhere. That's true. That's true. Now, you were at David Wells' perfect game, right? I was actually at Dwight Gooden's no-hitter. Really? Yeah, that's the one I was at. All right. What was? How old were you then? Like 11? It's hard to remember. It was 96. Uh, 96. Okay, yeah. so then I would have been 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember that it was actually because we showed up to opening day that year that was like a snow game, and they gave because we showed up, the Yankees gave like tickets to a game down the line, mm. and it ended up being that game. Oh, that's <laughs> great. sick. Crazy, yeah. yeah. And like, I uh, just remember it was awesome. I, I, was, I loved Griffey too, so going to that game was like everything yeah and then you know this guy throws a no hitter it's like uh, unbelievable to be in the yard at, on a night like that i couldn't i couldn't imagine being there like i've never seen a no hitter uh really no i've never been really wow. i've never seen been mm. a part of anything so like that would been cool to like be to see it i pitched in uh kershaw's no hitter did you the inning right before he finished it i remember like i was like should i go in and do my arm stuff nah i'm gonna watch, watch this, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you could just feel it coming i was like he's getting it what's the reaction like from your family about you being a yankee uh, everybody's super excited. They know what it means to me, so yeah. um, that's the biggest thing. And just um, just excited, but they, uh, I think a little bit of like, how did this happen, you know, yeah. type of thing. <laughs> I have to say, we're pretty excited to tell you about this. Did you guys know that you can fill out a tournament bracket at DraftKings this year? Yeah, that's right. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, has a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grabs. Everyone fills out a bracket during the tournament, so you might as well do it on an award-winning app with tons of free prizes. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes. If you're like CeCe, you're going to root for Duke because you're a front runner and you always want the best team to win with the biggest stars and you hope they'll make it to the final four and win it all you know how brackets work before tip off of the first game of the tournament just pick the winner of every game every round that's all there is to it and the best part is you can play for free with the code r2c2 you can even set up a private group for you and your friends and compete for bragging rights so download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com now. Make sure you use the code R2C2 to enter the Bracket Battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code R2C2 to enter the Bracket Battle for free. Only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You're a Star Wars guy, right? I am, big yeah, time. Yeah, see? Like, see, we finally found one. We, we found a Star Wars guy. It took us guy. two freaking years to find, <laughs> a, to find someone else we could, yeah. we could chat Star Wars with. Yeah. Did you guys see the uh, that the new Star Wars lands are going to be opening earlier than expected? At- oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I was just there. So, you know, I went to Disney with oh, the family. Yeah, yeah you, so I took pictures and stuff. Did I got you get pictures. a sneak peek? Got a little sneak peek Ooh. on the ride, yeah. So How does it, what does it look it like? It looks sick. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Oh, like, every, man. they said everything in there is like it's going to be separate from Disney. World, so really? it'll be like you're in Star Wars, like every everybody's in character, like all the vendors, like everything. 
It's gonna be sick. I can't wait to stay in the hotel and shit. Like, oh yeah, man. I'm doing it all, bro. Now I'm doing it all. I'm I'm imagining that the the like wait times for all this stuff is gonna be crazy. You have a hookup there, don't you see? Uh, we'll see. The wait times are gonna be insane for everything. Because oh, like, I know yeah. what they are for Avatar right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, and those, they did such a good job with those rides, though. Yeah, the, the Avatar. Oh, the rides, Avatar so. rides, unbelievable. So I'm excited. The, so. The, the new, it was supposed to they had said um, that the one in LA the Star Wars land in LA would probably open in uh, at some point in summer and that the one in uh, Orlando at Disney World would open in the fall, fall. right but yeah. instead the one in LA is going to open May 31st and the one in Orlando is going to open on August 31st nice so it's coming early man you nice. guys need like a, a trip to it's no Tampa movie this year right is December. In December? December. December okay. we get episode nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, are you how have you felt about the the new movies over the last couple of years? Yeah, so um I go on opening night every every time yeah. and I'm every time I leave the theater like that was awesome. Yeah. And then over time I sour on them a little bit, to be honest, just because I'm such a uh, I like the original so much mm-hmm. and I start to pick them apart. And then I try to tell myself, like, no, it's just enjoyment. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Don't get caught up and all that. But um, I, I'm very curious for nine. Um, there were some really cool parts in eight. So I thought, uh, you know, it was cool. Yeah, I know. I Like, I end, I love the throne room scene yeah, in eight. Yes. Was, oh, that my was gosh. That was yeah, sick. Yeah, that was sick. And I loved, Even Luke at the end, though. That oh, that was sick. sick. That, that was sick, was too. So dope, I so loved like, it, man. And I thought it was, like, to me, that was the perfect way for him to go and I liked it the only thing I thought was a little weird was the way they did the casino scene because it felt like to me like they couldn't quite figure out how to make Finn like build off of him being a hero in episode 7 you know but like yeah. No, but that was a perfect way for him to go. Like, for Luke, like everybody's yes. been, you know, worried about Luke yeah. and all this shit. Yeah. Like now we can move on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he got a little closure. I, I, that's yeah. how I felt too. And his legend, right? He talked about like I don't want to be a legend. That's the way you become a legend. You see the little kids then at the end, like talking about him taking on the whole army because he yep. was able to do that. You know, like what do you, is there anything you want? Do you, well, first of all, do you read rumors and stuff like that? I try to stay away. Me too. My best friend Jared, he he's on everything. Oh and man. So, it's tough because he'll he'll try to let me know about stuff, but I, I, try, to, I try to not. I, honestly, I don't want to know. It's the same with the Game of Thrones. I didn't. Watch, I was about to say, so you Game yeah, of Thrones I, too, right? I, yeah, didn't watch the, the trailer. I'm not wanna, watching it. I don't want to see the trailer. Everybody's wow. been sending me the trailer. I sent it to the group chat. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any of it. I just want to want to come on. I already know we're gonna be at home. I got my theater set. Like we're at home that night. Oh, it's perfect. I'm excited. Already looked it up. Already looked it up. That is great. I'm a big looker up in the shit. Something comes out or something like I look to see where we, where are, we are like yeah. with, with like if we can watch this fight or do this or yeah. go there I'm always looking ahead yeah. and we get to Adam's gonna be like our guy man Game of Thrones Game and of Star Thrones. Wars and Man U oh huge Man U guy oh wow yeah. oh my goodness am, this is yeah. like this is you, you gotta get Adam's locker next to right? you man <laughs> I gotta take Dylan out of there <laughs> so I'm gonna take you back to Star Wars for a second yeah without sure. like what do you hope happens in episode 9 do you have any hopes uh, I'm trying to stay clear of the hopes. I, okay. I just want a little more clarity on Ray's situation, and I I don't know how they're going to be able to put a good bow on it, but I, I still want to be able to talk about, like, you know, like at the end of Sopranos, how they left it very open-ended? Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that with Star Wars, because if it's so definitive, then it's gonna then I'm going to pick it apart, too. I'm just, just going to. I'd rather it be a little open-ended so that there's always more to, like, kind of 
think about. I'm good with that too. I would like that, like to, to for us to be able to discuss more shit and like have different theories and yeah. you know. And I'm sure they're gonna go more on the character, you know, like how they do like solo and different, yeah, right, yeah. different movies like that. So if they if they left nine kind of open ended, I wouldn't be mad. I liked Solo. Uh, I love Solo. I, and I know I really it got, enjoyed what Solo. What you think? I hated it. I hated it. Oh, no, man. It killed me. Yeah. Han Solo is my favorite character oh, ever, man. You, did, 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 you just thought you, it was corny? Like the kid who did it? He was all right. Yeah. I don't know. The story, yeah. I was just like, this is, they're just trying way too hard. <laughs> I mean, we knew, me and my friend Jared, like I've talked about, we knew, like, so they're going to build this whole movie about this one line about the Kessel Run. That is, that that, the- we just knew the whole movie before it happened. <laughs> and, then, and then there was some parts at the beginning, like, with the with the love and, like, at the, at the airport or whatever it was when, like, she couldn't come. And then later, and I'm just like... Yeah, I mean, she was cold, know. too, huh? Like, yeah. yeah, I know. You know what, in general, though, when it comes to that stuff, I'm cool with it if she's cute. You know, and like <laughs> you just like Emily Clark. Yeah, I bro. do. I do. That's she's, all that is. You can't be so, mad at her. I do. I can't be mad at her. Yeah. Like, she's adorable, man. Like so, I'm like, uh, I was all right with the. See, now I thought it was really fun. It was I, fun. Yeah, it was fun. I. It didn't feel as epic, maybe as yeah. like no. The I mean, it was just, but I, but it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. I didn't yeah. feel like yeah. you know it wasn't supposed to be as big as the other movies, but it's just something for us to watch but as fans. You know, I really appreciated Rogue One. Like I, I that, yeah. that was it a lot, yeah. Yeah. and Man. and that that was kind of similar in that way as kind of kind of a spin-off prequel type thing, but. And I know they're going to do more of these, and and that's fine and good and well. But you're right. To me, it didn't feel as grand as normal Star Wars. Yeah. Rogue yeah. One is unbelievable. Yeah, Rogue, like Rogue One was really good. Yeah, like it, it, and the Vader scene at the end of Rogue One is oh, one of my favorite things ever. Just, just cutting people yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just seeing him just... So what's your... Fa- is, is Empire, Empire your favorite? Empire, yeah. Empire, yeah. yeah. Your favorite of all time. What's your favorite, see, of Return all time? Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. yeah. So mine always is Return of the Jedi as yeah. well because I... My favorite scene in the entire saga is... Uh, Luke and Vader when when Luke goes to like turn himself over and like he tries to tell like Vader for the first time like I sense the conflict oh, in yeah. you and at the end of that and he Vader then like gives him up whatever and Vader's left alone and he like kind of like leans on the banister like and it's the first time you kind of see Vader break a little yeah. bit and you're like oh wait no like because up until that point, like, he he's just human. evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Or not evil, yeah. Yeah, no, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, honestly, when I first saw Star Wars, I didn't know if it was a human in there, if it was, like, some kind of alien or whatever. That's the first moment where I was like, oh, wait, no, he's right. Like, there's something going on inside that dude. Like, mm-hmm. he, that's his son, and he feels it. Like, so that's always why I lean Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi because at that point in the, in the series, like, you already know about Luke being a Jedi mm-hmm. and like that magic is happening in that first scene he goes to Jabba's thing and has the hood on and then you're just like super excited about it like damn this is like he's a beast you're about yeah. to yeah. see yeah. something crazy yeah, yeah. yeah he's a beast that's yeah. how you feel for sure that's perfect it really is what is there if you could pick one character for them to do a one off about moving right. forward who would who would you guys want um what's the guy that that's in uh that uh Danny Glover played Oh, Lando. 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 Want to do a yeah, Lando. I would they like might because he was great. They yeah. Was, yeah. I like, I, I want Boba Fett because he, he's such like a cult like figure, but he's barely in anything. So I want to know his backstory and how like savage he was because you could just tell with that with that spaceship and the helmet and all that. It looks sick. Yeah. He, they, and they will get like diehard fans will be totally into 
Boba Fett. Like they will love that. Yeah. Because like he is a dude who like in the extended universe mm-hmm. had like a yeah, lot of Yeah, but you're right, he's not in a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's not in, in the movies he's like right barely like in barely it, yeah. in it. Like his dad gets more play in the prequels. Yeah, Jango yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah than yeah. he does. By the way, I always contend I think episode three is terrific. And yeah. it, and I, I feel like the the score uh, from episode three, like sometimes I'll just put that on my, my like when I'm working out, man. I, will, I love the soundtrack to it, man. It's man. like, yeah, no, hardcore, man. Hardcore. What if they did a Yoda spinoff? That'd be sick, That's too. what I want. That's the one cool. I want. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, that'd be really cool. Like, how did he become this crazy Jedi master? Plus, yeah. Like, the stuff, in all seriousness, like his, like, axioms about, like, how you use your mind and that, mm-hmm. they're totally relevant and applicable to any... Buddy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I would love to know where that wisdom comes from. Like, many a time I think of a Yoda quote. I've life. dropped some Yoda quotes in school. Like, yeah. <laughs> <to> <laughs> back in the day, I barely care, like, talking about a book or something, and I, and then, like, some sort of mentality, and I'd be like, yeah, it's like in Star Wars, you know, like when Yoda, you know, there is no try, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> couple, 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 couple people, people would get it. it. <laughs> the rest of the people looking at me all crazy. Can you, you, you got to promise us at some point this year during a post game interview, you drop a Star Wars question. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to, like, see if anyone notices you know just like because yeah. I feel like Star Wars is like it was like a big thing like in the 80s obviously when I was a kid and then it kind of fell off when the movies weren't out and then they put the episode one out again and then yeah. it kind of got big again so it was Huge. like a gap in between like when you were in high school yeah. people were like what the fuck is he talking about fucking <laughs> yeah. Star Wars cause yeah. like you know what I mean like it was the, re- the re-releases are are uh I feel like the re-releases that happen right before episode one is where it's like, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, okay, this is back, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now you see it with Next Generation, with these episodes, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, now you see it with that. How about Game of Thrones? Like, do you have you thought about what you want to happen? No, you're just enjoying the ride. I thought a lot about what could happen, um, but I don't want to... I don't, I don't have an opinion, really, on what should happen. I think everybody's just gonna die. I think the bad guys are gonna win. Yeah. Like dead armies coming the bad guys in and win? wiping everybody out. But I, I think, like, and somebody said this to me: What if the What if the White Walkers aren't the bad guys? Ooh. What What if they're What if they're supposed to win? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I haven't like, thought about think that. about that. Like somebody said that to me. What if they're supposed to win? Like, what if we rooting for the wrong people? Because all these people we rooting for are fucked up. That's yeah, true, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. So you know, yeah. it bums me out a little because the the dude didn't really finish the book. Like he's the he. Yeah. I want to know what re, like what really would he would he yeah yeah, yeah he true. never finished. But but HBO said early that they were going to go away from the books yeah. because they knew he wasn't going to finish and they were going to do their own. Is thing. he yeah. still going to write? He's still going to be trying to finish him. Yeah, but yeah. he's consulting with them still on he's, what they're doing. Yeah, right? he is, yeah. He is. yeah. So that at least helps a little bit. It's crazy though. Yeah. Like I just the other day I went back and started rewatching season one. Like and I'm like. This show is so good, man. Yeah, so it from is, the be- it, it just oh. it is. It just shot so well. The yeah. ca- like the acting and oh. just the storylines and shit. Like it's it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. I'm I'm sad for it to, to go off, but I'm excited for for what's to come. Like these last couple episodes, we're gonna get six great Sundays for it. You know, like yeah, and, I know. And, and then it's gonna be over. Are you big like during the season watching shows? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is the this is the man right here. The guru, show guru. Yeah, he's everything. the show guru. Yeah, yeah. This might be the last like show that everybody will be watching around the same time coming in and talking about it mm-hmm. the next day 
that maybe I hope ever not. exists. I hope not, though. Like, there's got to be something yeah, else. You know right. what I'm saying? With the binging? Yeah. yeah. That's, With the that's binging. That's true. Like, that would yeah. be sad because there is something fun about, like, yo, did you see that episode week to last week. night? Yeah. 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 Like, right when the show ends, texting your boys, like, yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, no. It is. It's like. It is one of those rare shows. HBO that will keep way. it up though. You know, like they got True Detective, and you know they always have different shit. So, and they got the they got a, they have a show about um, this podcast I watched um, about this guy that that uh, is in jail now. Um, oh, the serial one. Yeah, the serial. Yeah. They're doing. Oh, they're, they're doing, doing a show a about. Show? Yeah, it's like a yeah, follow up to the podcast. To the I podcast. So yeah. it's like so they always have you know HBO will always keep us up, but yeah. like with Netflix and shit, we'll you know. Trying to watch stuff is be tough. It, it, yeah. What about like so, Adam? Like, if, for Yankee fans getting to know you, like you when you're away from the field, like what are you? We we know you know you're Star Wars now, and you're into into Game of Thrones and that. What's like an ideal day for you when you're not uh, at the ballpark? Uh, if we're at home, obviously just doing stuff with the family. Um, whatever the kids want to get into, then that's where I'm happy. Uh, if away from the field, I like to explore where I'm at. Like I always take a lot of pictures and stuff like that try to remember the travels get a really good dinner and then <laughs> just 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 settle in and watch some watch some good content and hang out that's it that's good man you're yeah. gonna have to compare restaurant notes then uh yeah, yeah for sure yeah for you sure. probably didn't get to go to kansas city a lot then i've been there twice okay all right yeah. Yeah, that's C's favorite spots. food I spot good spots there but i just got uh speaking of camera i got amber to sit my camera down because i want to start taking pictures dd takes oh. pictures all over everywhere yeah. he's like great at it so i'm gonna have him Teach me how to do it, oh, man. Yeah? So I'll get into it once I retire. Yeah, like a final season uh, documentation. Yeah, just me taking too, pictures, yeah. and plus, like with my son starting to play, like I want to be able yep. to take some nice pictures of him and stuff when I start traveling with him. That's awesome, man. Well, I know you guys have a meeting, Adam. We're clearly going to do this again because sure. we need to we need to dive in more. You're outstanding. Excited to see you deal, and glad that I don't have to face you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you struck out in softball, oh, bro. My gosh. No, I've never struck out in softball. I've never struck out. They ripped me because. It was like a oh yeah, pop softly out. pop out. Yeah. yeah, soft, really uh, very soft. You know what? This is very soft pop out. This is very selective. You could take the one at bat where I happen to pop out softly, <laughs> very and softly. Miss every other, I've hit. never seen anybody pop but, out that softly but, in the softball game. <laughs> my, my retort though was like, you missed the ball I ripped just foul before that, and she's like, you talk about a foul ball, guys, <laughs> getting on me, man. Oh, seriously. But Adam, we'd love to do it again soon and, and yeah. dive into even more, man. But it's good to have you here, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, bro. That's Adam Adovino on R2C2.